0: Welcome to Expedition U and thanks for tuning in. We all live in a fast-paced and hectic world that is challenging to even the highest functioning individuals and businesses. Expedition U focuses on the personal accounts and stories of those individuals who have been able to cut through the noise, create laser focus on their dreams, and help others to do so as well along the way. So sit back, relax, open your mind to the limitless possibilities of the journey ahead everybody, welcome back to Expedition U, Jason Franklin here and uh, as we do every week talking about what you're investing in yourself mentally, spiritually, emotionally, uh, you know we talk about all the time just investing in monetary items, real estate, uh, portfolios but actually what gets us there, where did we come from, where are we going uh, more importantly, who did we invest in along the way and who has reinvested in us? Um, I have my good friend here uh, today. Sir, why don't you go ahead, Ron, and introduce yourself and uh, tell us uh, where you're at, what you're doing.
1: Hey, Jason, great to be here today. Uh, I'm I'm Ron Neusbaum. Uh I'm currently in Michigan. I'm working on getting oh, myself- it's too cold uh, up there. What was that? Too cold up there. Oh, it definitely is way too cold up here. So I, that's why me and the family are- uh, embarking on a trek down to Florida and uh, we are going to be relocating down there in the South Beach area. Nice. So that's the big and exciting that we have going on right now is uh, we're going to go on this this great endeavor. Uh, I'm going to take myself, my wife, I have a, a four-year-old son and my mother-in-law is also going to come on the journey with us as well. Lots of exciting times. So,
0: Russ, um, you know, we obviously met through uh, our mutual friend, Jared Yellen, 10X Incubator, uh, Project 10K. Um, our listeners have heard, you know, tidbits as we get closer to the technology company that I'm launching, uh, you know, but I, through our different connections, had the opportunity to, to learn a little bit about what you're working on. And if you wouldn't mind, before we dive into that 100%, uh, give us the, the, the two-minute elevator pitch on who is Ron, where you're from, uh, what are you doing, what are you focusing on?
1: So what we're doing with NutNest is uh, we're completely changing how contractors and homeowners communicate to each other. Uh, We've completely deconstructed that and reimagine what each one of those pain points looks like. Uh, I know if you talk to anybody, what their last contractor experience was like. <laughs> uh, we, we always hear the same thing. And uh, after eleven years of being in the construction industry and hearing, "Hey, I love the work. I love everything your guys are doing," but the communication sucked. Uh, it was it was lackluster at best. Uh, we have figured out a way that we can change that and turn that around and make that a a memorable experience and actually increase the bottom line for contractors instead of having to spend 35% of their time on useless tasks of running around. uh, We're gonna create lifelong customers by giving the homeowner the control of their communication. And we're going to work kinda as air air traffic controllers for the, con- the contractors and home service providers and direct their customers where they need to go for that communication every time. You know, that's
0: amazing, Ron. And uh, you know, the biggest ideas are the ones that nobody realized that they needed, right? you know that's they call it the better mouse trap but even when you're inventing a better mouse trap there was already a mouse trap right yeah you know, but I mean so as a as a real estate investor as a real estate office owner you know I'm flipping five properties right now uh, myself through happy house buyers you know we, I had an extra 10 minutes so we opened another company you know so we got like five different companies going we got a bunch of different stuff going on but we've got five properties we're working on right now and man I tell you what contractors live up to their reputation.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, that I mean that that's the bottom line in the industry. It, it's the, the communication and transparency is a, a major elephant in the room that you know people don't really want to talk about, but it needs to be addressed. Customers are begging for this to be fixed, whether it's home flippers or you're just typical mom and dad that own a house that want want to have a better relationship with the people that work on their roof or their hvac or their siding or anything like that well um, the
0: nice the thing i love about that idea i mean obviously for the last 24 36 months real estate's been on everybody's mind right i mean you know because i think i read somewhere that like the top three um whatever the top three businesses you know during peak covid were divorce remodels and purchases right it's like, I really like you, let's upgrade. I really don't like you anymore, let's stop. Or, hey, let's fix what we've got, right? I mean, so, yeah. but again, having, having gone through a number of remodels, full gut jobs, lipstick remodels, you run into those, those pressure points, those pain points. And, mm-hmm. you know, and I think we have a lot of commonalities between my business and yours in that the lack of communication.
1: And yeah. go ahead. Oh, and, uh, you know, and when, when you're doing these flips, so you're having that interaction with those contractors, uh, one of the main problems we run into is the person that comes out and gets everything up and going. Once he leaves, and you give that deposit check to, to that person. Uh 95% of your questions after that, he is not the point of contact and the person you need to talk to. Yeah, like what happened to Mike? <laughs> well, and unfortunately, Mike is he's gone. He's not the guy anymore. And that's the only number that you have. So you're either stuck trying to get a hold of Mike, who's now moved on to the next customer, which that's his job. It's his job to go out and bring customers into that ecosystem at the business. Uh, so it's either reaching out to him and he's busy. So he doesn't get back to you or reaching out to the office and the, the people at the office, the receptionists or the schedulers there are not the people that are going to be answering your questions about what's happening out in the field or what, what am I doing with this? Or what does that look like? So, uh, we're going to direct that traffic. I like to say, to the right person every time on every project, and that is our mission. So, Ron, in
0: that regard, so I mean, and I'm listening to your description there, and those are those are your bigger players, right? So I'm in Houston, fourth largest city in the nation, and we've got contractors anywhere from I do drywall to what you're talking about. They got field reps, they've got call centers. They've got the whole thing. Right. So what about your and and correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm making a a relatively large assumption here. But the average contractor is like a dude with like a couple of trades. Right.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, the dude with a couple of trades, uh, that's not all ideal, all ideal customer. Okay. Uh, that we're looking for somebody that, you know, is doing over a couple million dollars in revenue and has been able to start to grow this okay. because that's when you start to lose that touch, sure. that, in, that individual touch. You're not no longer just the guy that deals with everything. Uh, we're looking more at our customers are going to be those bigger home service providers, renovators, uh, so plumbing, electrical, HVAC, windows, siding, roofers, uh, foundation repair, uh, anything like that, where you have multiple touches with customers, and you're doing enough value that uh, there's more than just yourself working in the co- company anymore.
0: So Ron, let me take a left turn here. So obviously, you're what I would probably describe as a serial entrepreneur. Is that an accurate statement?
1: uh yeah no i it's you know i've had enough endeavors of my own but also i mean i spent 11 years working at the same company here in michigan uh doing what i do after i got in the marine corps so uh i i kind of i stay busy (laughs) let me put it (laughs) that way so okay so i mean even more so
0: though then i mean if so like me you know i did the corporate thing i had the jobs and then i opened a business and then i opened another business and now i've got like three or four businesses and you know and it's all well and good it's not the cakewalk people think it is obviously but where is it in and i would love to hear just your take you know is it in personality is it in upbringing is it in having that one influential person that that fed into you or is it having the right spouse where you come home and you're like, hey, babe, um, I want to make like a hard left and like go open a technology company. She's like, Ron, you like, that's not what you do. You know, I mean, so where does that come from for you? What is, what is
1: that look like for you? So, I mean, I, I do have an amazing wife that I say, you know, it, the hardest job in the world is dealing with Ron Nussbaum and, you know, <laughs> the, ang- the angers that he can go in, because uh, it can get crazy. Just like you said, let take a left turn and start a tech company. Uh, but you know, I was raised in in the Amway business and I don't know how many people know what the Amway business is. Uh, but it, it, it's a pretty, it's a big business. So my parents built that. I was on the road. Uh, How old are you Ron? What was that? How old are you? 37.
0: Okay. So we're about there because my, my parents did the Amway thing for a minute in like the eighties and it was like they had the ruby emerald diamond level yep. amway people yep. yeah i remember all that
1: yeah so i and i was raised in that like my that's what my parents did uh they ran a self storage facility and built the an amway business nice. so i was i was raised around self development going to conferences being on the road with my dad uh listening to tapes Books on tape all the time, just constantly getting better and better. And at 16, 17 years old, in a hotel conference center, showing the plan. Uh, So, always having that drive and knowing that the dream is out there and you can chase the dream. Uh, I think that sets me apart from a lot of people because a lot of people don't understand that the dream is a reality. If you can dream it, you can go get it and you got to be willing to go get it. Uh, But first, you have to be able to picture it in your own mind and understand that it is possible so i think a lot of my drive and just willingness to just go get it and just do the work and grind it out comes from that uh i'd say a lot of it has to do with my personality too i mean i'm an a-type personality that you know let's take charge and drive the reins and go go where we need to go
0: you know i love that you talk about dreams you know i um i had a conversation with my wife and a lot of my opinions are not necessarily appreciated by the masses um, because I'm not exactly politically correct. Matter of fact, when I started doing our, uh, our podcast about episode six, I had to like cut back on the cussing because my mother t- called me. She's like, I love your podcast, but you've got a potty mouth. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I love dreams and I love talking about dreams. And uh, my wife and I were discussing this the other day and it really kind of threw her back. I said, I love dreams. I hate hope right? Because Mm -hmm. dreams are actionable. Hope is like sitting back and hoping and expecting someone else to, to make your dream, right? Yeah. No, I mean, and so I love the fact that, you know, you kind of, me launching a technology company, you know, Jared talks all the time. He says, I'm a non-tech tech tech founder, right? You know, well, I'm a non-tech and I came up with a great idea and then happened to trip into someone that knew how to make tech, you know, and then for, for you to be in construction for 11 years and then go open this, You know, but then also the ability to to recognize and see a a problem that everyone else just deals with. Yeah, that's what contractors do, or yeah, they're hard to get a hold of. It's you know, go with it. It is what it is, right? I literally had a contractor tell me that one time. We were we were building out a commercial space, it was supposed to be like a three by five window. He put in like a four by four. We're like, bro, this is the wrong window. He's like, it is what it is. I was like, (laughs) and you're fired. (laughs)
1: and it's sad that that is what the standard is yeah uh i think one of the biggest batters that we face is having contractors understand that this is what their customers want and this is what they're begging for because at the end of the day right now business is good they could easily just you know say hey screw the customer yeah, I, I'm, I'm doing awesome. Why do I don't need to make them any more happier than what they are, whether they're happy or not. But my goal is to just change that in general in the construction sure. industry and, and just kind of flip that around, uh, not just through nut nest, but just by talking about it and making this a known thing that, hey, your customers want a better relationship and better communication. And we, we can create lifelong customers that become a referral base that's non-stop and you don't even have to do any marketing at that point in time or oh, you know wh- or, or what would it be like to not have to worry about what does your customer worrying about right now or showing up to the job site knowing that somebody's going to be angry about something just because that's how it is and yeah. then your answer is the contractor is, well, it is what it is. And you're not trying to fix it at all. So you're having a bad customer experience for your customer, but you're just having a bad life and business experience as being the contractor and business owner, because you accept that as the status quo.
0: No, you're exactly right. You know, it's funny. And I don't know how things are for Michigan. I mean, pretty much nationally, but most people are aware back in, I think it was uh, 17, 2017, 2018, we had this big flood down here, Hurricane Harvey. I mean, it it decimated Houston. And we still haven't caught up because, I mean, this contractors, and even now. So, anytime in the last four years, when I've got a client, they're like, hey, we're looking for a contractor. And I'll give them all like, hey, here's two or three guys that I trust, that I know, that I can use, you know, but it's going to be a few weeks, right? You know, and they're like, well, I called this guy. And I'm like, when is he available? He said he can start Friday. I was like, don't hire
1: him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I would agree with that.
0: You know, I mean, like if they're like, I can be there tomorrow. I'm like red flags, right? Mm. You know, but I think what I'm hearing is that it's kind of like really what you're focusing on is, first of all, I think this is a huge scaling tool, right? Because yeah, if absolutely. I can properly, not only am I increasing the customer experience, But really what I'm doing on top of that is I'm getting a better customer that's going to give me more referrals, but I'll have time for those referrals because I'm spending less time trying to do all these pieces where now I've got a service that can handle and really narrow all that down into one singular platform.
1: Yes, and correct. And also your people, your employees, they can do what they're there to do instead of uh, running around. Directing traffic themselves. Uh, I like to say, you know, we're going to completely eliminate the sticky note. Because every every contractor, you get in their trucks, their vans, their via, whatever they're using, or at their office, there's sticky notes everywhere. And that's where that ball gets jo- dropped. Because John calls in, it gets written down on a sticky note, stuck up on the on the computer, and no one ever gets back with John because you know, Bill goes walking over across the room to go tell somebody, hey, you need to get a hold of John. He stops and gets coffee. That sticky note stays there. Yep. And all that ended up happening was John got a coffee, and now Bill is aggravated, and uh, the ball has been dropped, and now John wasted his time. That
0: sounds like a very, very specific analogy. I almost feel like that's happened.
1: (laughs) I I think that has happened everywhere. I know that has happened. You know, I spent – you know, all my time I, I have spent my uh, I've been in about every seat you can possibly sit in at, at a residential construction company. And I, I have felt the pain from being the foreman on the job site to being the operations production manager to being a sales rep out there. I have felt the pain from the customers and how they feel at any level you possibly can in an organization. And then also as a homeowner dealing with contractors i have felt that same pain so i I can speak to this from just about any angle you possibly could uh just because of what i've done
0: you know the other thing that i think is really interesting and i I won't spend much time on this is that there's actually and we should off camera have a deeper conversation there's actually huge correlations between the technology launch that we're doing rift llc Um, And what you're doing, because really what we're focusing to do is in the residential real estate market, we're going to organically bring buyers and sellers together to increase transparency, clarity of the process and full open communication between buyers and sellers. And so so, it's it's a a very, very mission, the same mission. You know, and not only that, but at the same time, we're reducing costs because we're we're relegating the the third parties back into a transactional position and allowing buyers and sellers to really understand exactly where they're at at all times. And I think that's exactly what you're doing here. And so I applaud you for that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, what exactly what you just said about transparency and open lines of communication and just understanding, like if, if you start providing that, if your customers have that, it doesn't matter what industry you're in, if you can start to have some of that for your customers, they will be happy. Because most people, 90% of people understand stuff happens. Stuff doesn't get finished on time. As long as you tell me. Yeah. 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 And as long as you have that open dialogue to begin with, because if stuff just keeps happening and there's no communication at all, other than, oh, well, I mean, it's going to be another two weeks and another $5,000 every time. (laughs) And there's no... There's no dialogue there at all at any point in time in the transaction that that's where the problems start. So, you know,
0: it's it's, Ron, it's it's fascinating to me that in with the the worldwide universal technology communications that we have, I think we computer. I think we actually communicated better with beepers, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, just. The, the communication skills have, are, have become so much more secular and degraded because everybody spends so much time in technology that I really love the fact that we're bringing technology into a position to bring back the communication.
1: Yeah, because, you know, one of the, one of the problems in the construction industry is they haven't wanted to move towards technology. There has been this just void to say, no, we're just going to continue doing it how we've done it because it's worked for lots of years. And headed into 2022, it's one of the biggest trends in the construction industry is to move towards technology and have more of it. Uh, And I think that has a lot to do with just second generation, younger general contractors coming in, uh, people that want to utilize it to become more efficient. But at the same time, all we have seen is technology built to benefit one party, and that's the contractor, nobody else. Mm -hmm. Everything that's out there to market is designed to increase the contractor's bottom line, period, and that's it, to do nothing else. Everything that's out there that's customer facing for the contractor is lackluster at best, and it is an add-on that was an afterthought. Sure. So what we're doing is we're going to come to market with that. That is what we have a problem to solve, and we're going to solve that problem.
0: Oh, that's awesome, Ron. Sounds like you guys are well on your way. So, you know, where can people reach out to you if they wanted to know more about it? Have you are you guys in a fundraising round? VR's funded, or are you already funded? Are you just just getting started on concept? How can they find out more?
1: Yeah, so we're in the process of raising a pre seed round right now, and we're also in the process of pre selling. Uh, so you can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, that's probably one of the best ways to reach out and message me on there. Just Ron Newsom, right on there. Uh, you can't you can't miss me. It's the it's the one with the word uh, We're helping five, five million contractors. I mean, that's all one shot. We're gonna completely reimagine what the communication piece looks like for them. Nice, excellent.
0: Well, Ron, hey, I really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you seriously for taking the time to talk to us about this. You know, again, like I had mentioned, our main goal here at Expedition U is to get to know everybody's got a story. Everybody's got a place they're coming from. Everybody's got a place they're going. And somewhere, somebody in one of our viewership needs to hear what you're working on, whether it's a contractor who's going to get really excited or if it's somebody that's got an idea that they just, you know, don't have the hooks but as of yet to go out and pull that trigger and they can see that you know it doesn't matter i come from real estate you come from construction we've got people that come from you know family health care they come from you know all these different facets of life and uh, it's nice to see other people out there that can keep us all motivated and going in the right direction
1: absolutely all it does is take action that's all it that matters excellent fantastic you have to be willing to take action
0: awesome well ron i appreciate it sir and uh everybody Make sure that you hit the subscribe button below and make sure you tune back in every week. Uh, we've got several new uh, big interviews coming up. Matter of fact, Jared Young, we just referred to, got his podcast dropping uh, this Friday. Uh, he is the co-founder of Project 10K and the 10K Incubator with Grant Cardone. Uh, Ron, last time, really appreciate you being here, sir. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Anytime. All right, everybody. Have a great day. Yep, you too.